Welcome to the Photo Booth Podcast. My name is Catalina and I'm the owner of Modern Photo Booth Company. The U.S. has started reopening slowly and we're seeing the return of events. On today's show, I have Mir from the South Beach Photo Booth Company on the show and he's talking about how he's been doing events with his salsa booth. He was one of the first people to return to boothing and I was curious about how he was able to come back so fast from all of this. Mir shares what he did to stay relevant during a complete shutdown of events and how he has started to go back to work. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Mir, you are the owner of Sobe Booth in Florida. Yep. South Beach Photo Booth, right? South Beach Photo Booth Co., yeah. South Beach Photo Booth Co., sorry. Um, So (laughs) welcome to the first ever podcast. Tell me about what's happening in Florida right now. Uh, Are you able to do events? What kind of restrictions do you have? Like, I know every state's different, but tell me about your state. Yeah, uh, every state is, of course, different. Even our state as a whole is different. Um, right now, we in our tri-county area, which is our major operating uh, area itself, it's operating under different uh, rules and restrictions than other parts of the state, which are you know, being allowed to open a lot sooner. So in our counties, we're into phase one, which is, you know, there's still curbside pickup for a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, venues, restaurants, um, salons, et cetera. Uh, you know, so limited space, limited amount of people that can go in, uh, you know, for it. Um, some things are, you know, going great. Essential businesses, you know, your Costco's, your uh, Publix's down here. That's our major supermarket brand uh, and so forth. Those are, of course, you know, operating like normal. Um, a lot of the venues, of course, are still closed, uh, either, you know, by just the lack of need to be open uh, or strictly by, um, county rules, uh, regulations, as far as meetings go, and so forth. As our counties go into phase two, which is going to be happening in just a few weekends, of course, uh, they're going to be allowed um, a maximum of 50 persons per event. Now, a lot of the vendor venues, a lot of the hoteliers are working out what that means, because that doesn't just count the guests that are on site, but also the operators that are on site, as in uh, the staff members who are there serving, the vendors that come in, and so forth uh, for it. Uh, so as of this moment, what we are currently seeing is a big turnover into the virtual event for our corporate planners and our corporate events and clients. And for our private events, we are now getting and actually have performed as of last night. Shh, don't tell anybody. Hopefully this I was going to say, did yeah. you <laughs> Oops. have an event last night? <laughs> we did. Uh, we did a drop-off booth because um, we are sensitive to the topic. We uh, here at Sobe Booths, um, one of our core dynamics is we believe in science. I don't know if that's an actual brain core dynamic that you could have, uh, but we do. Um, and we are trying to not only service our clients, especially when they're looking for something fun and interesting, but also we want to keep everybody safe. And paramount to that is our staff members because we all in what we do serve a very interesting part of the event world we have such intimate contact with the guests so closely so interactively um to throw the staff members back out into uh you know this post-pandemic world now uh would just be detrimental to everything and everyone uh, while you're, while you're at it, so we're taking we're taking steps, we're taking baby steps uh, for that. We're letting some of our planners know as they move forward 
with how they can help their clients and what kind of events they can do of different kinds of solutions that are available for the safety and the comfort uh, and the clarity of what we're able to do overall, be it drop-off booths, uh, touchless interactions, digital experiences, anything and everything that's possible that can just be an offering uh, for folks when they need to accommodate uh, either how many guests they can have or how they need to perform the event. And then we foresee as we move into, you know, phase three, phase four of our state and county opening back up to really the tone being set from the hotels and from the venues with regards to load-in procedures, uh, time of day, things about how you can interact with guests where, et cetera. Um, we're expecting some semblance of needing to go from uh, a few normal things that we've done in the past, be it our traditional photo booth experiences being hosted by two persons at all times, now being modified to maybe one staff member or being modified to an interactive experience, but one where we can safely stay six feet away from a guest and still have it be fun uh, and so forth. So that's, you know, that's what we're doing. That's what we're, you know, trucking along with so far. And every day is a, a new experience and a new battle. Uh, but our relationship in the industry with everybody that we know has really helped out greatly. I want to touch on that in just a minute. Yeah. Um, but can you tell me a little bit more about the event that happened last night? Like how... I'm assuming it was a small event because I know here in Canada, we can still have gatherings of five people or less, which has really brought the rise of these micro weddings where essentially you have, you know, a officiant, the couple and two witnesses, and that constitutes the entire five people. Um, so we are still seeing that happening. Obviously that people don't necessarily have a photo booth for that, but uh, I'm assuming that your event was also a smaller, you know, family oriented event. Um, and are you seeing others similar to it coming in? Uh, we are seeing others similar to it coming in. Last night's event was a graduation slash birthday party for two daughters. So uh, one was graduating from college and they were celebrating that. And the other was celebrating her 17th birthday. So it was a quick two-in-one. Uh, it was strictly, uh, I believe, you know, immediate family to the parents. So mm -hmm. not even, I think like if there were 12 people there, I would honestly be surprised uh, mm -hmm. for what it was. And we respect a client's wishes. It is, of course, their home. It's not a public gathering. It's a private one and so forth. Uh, families, of course, know uh, who and where they've been overall. And to respect our staff members and the current phases that our counties are going through, that's why we're currently opting for drop-off experiences where either it is something that is tablet-based or as we move forward and we can figure out how to make it easy for guests to perform DSLR-based experiences that are touchless, uh, either through, you know, foot pedals or, you know, great technology of hand waving or whatever there might be uh, to that end. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, that's what we're seeing in the social space, a lot more of these intimately sized events where the drop-off style experience is what's reigning through currently. And what do you, like, what's your price bracket for these drop-off booths? Just shy of six fifty. if they were to come and pick it up themselves. The average is, of course, 
starting at 775 as you know no one necessarily wants to come and get it uh, they just want to you know kind of show it up set up uh, and we come and pick it back up and so forth and then from there it depends upon what they want to add on uh, clients with whom are looking to do this are not necessarily budget conscious they would have had a party. It's just a matter of they have to think of it on a smaller scale um, for what they can do. Yeah. So you're so, seeing a shift of the like budget clients who would normally take this drop-off service to people who are just, they have the budget but can't have the party. Right. Exactly. Uh, nice. They would normally definitely have the party uh, for where they are. They absolutely do want to celebrate uh, just like we all do. Everybody wants to get out. Everybody's got cabin fever. That's the entire world right now uh, mm-hmm. for it. Um, and that's, that's so far what we're seeing, you know, clients that do want to celebrate, they do want to memorialize it, um, in, in a special way and they want to have the fun and they want to, you know, be able to enjoy it. And in some ways having a photo booth there in an intimate setting that is on its own where the guests can come over and do whatever they want is sometimes more gratifying for them as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that's, that's really, uh, that's a really interesting little shift there. Cause I mean, we do the same, we have a similar drop off and it has traditionally been for, you know, budget people, but you know, that's interesting that the people who have the budget are now just looking to get the photo booth. They just want the photo booth, right? They want the memories and that kind of stuff. Yeah. uh, Enlighten me on how you are currently doing your marketing strategies. I know we've talked a lot about this. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, what's worked for you and what hasn't no. worked for you? Okay, so everybody's in the same boat. No one's got money. Uh, and, and I mean that in the sense of uh, us as vendors. We don't have the dollars to drop on doing marketing. So you've got to do it all guerrilla marketing. Um, because if you didn't, if you were doing it through Google AdWords, if you were doing it through any kind of paid advertisement and so forth, you, in my opinion... Uh, are spinning a lot of your wheels. You're wasting a lot of money uh, for it. If, however, you're doing it through referral uh, by your compatriots and by the associations that you have within your industry, that's where a lot of it is coming to the fray. And that's what we're seeing a lot of too, these relationships that we have with our vendor partners, with other suppliers, with uh, the planners with whom we know and we've gotten to know over the years, that's where a lot of this business is coming from uh and it comes out of the blue sometimes and other times it's just us pounding the pavement and letting everybody know about everything that we're doing uh through the entire month of april uh through our other company hollywood gameworks Sobe's sister company we ran trivia games through the entire month to let everybody know uh about this new digital experience that we have uh, for interaction and trivia because you need to not only start thinking about what kind of experiences you can service people for within these next few weeks, next few months, Q4, whatever it may be, et cetera. Yeah, no one wants to say it. Um, whatever it may be, it's not only the fact that you need to think about these experiences that you could do, you need to think about that word experience again, which I'm finding is the thing that's lacking. A lot of people are forgetting that it's about an experience, not just what kind of technology you can throw at people. I couldn't um, agree with you more. Be, yeah, because when we were all operating two and a half months ago and before that, we all remembered that we were in the service industry. We all remembered that we were making experiences for people. We all remembered things like making someone download an app 
to have an experience was not the way to go. And now we're all starting to lean towards those things and it doesn't really work uh, for folks. So the campaign that we did with the trivia was not only a portrayal of what we could do with technology, it was also the ability to give them an experience, to bring them into it, to have them have fun with it as well. And that's now paying dividends uh, because all of our corporate planners are now finally sinking into the idea, hey, we need to start making digital packets, digital presentations, help plan out with that. And we now need to fold in all of our vendors with whom can perform those things and do it. And now in the month of May, we've started our branded virtual booth with all of its bells and whistles, and we're posting it out there and so forth. To go back to the first thing I said, none of us have money for marketing dollars. So any dollar that you do spend on marketing has to be so strategic and you have to use that so smart that you have to consider how much time you have with that and how many places you can post it out to and so forth. If you're paying for whatever service you're paying for to make a virtual photo booth right now, or if you've purchased software, you have to say, okay, I've got X amount of time to start putting it out there. Uh, because now it's not only down to you and the people around you. Now we all have virtual things. I don't have to be in Chicago to service Chicago. I could be everywhere for that. Mm -hmm. So marketing is hard. Marketing is harder. But yeah, marketing has always been hard. And that's okay. <laughs> that's, you know, it's, it's totally all right to just look at this whole thing and go, oh, this is tough. It's like, it's kind of always been tough if you really want to stick it out, you know, but this is one of those times where it's going to be um, a make or break kind of situation for for a few folks, and, and unfortunately, but I know that some people and some of our friends are going to come out of this so strong and so killer when it's all said and done. Um, and it's going to, you know, open a lot of people's eyes as well. Yeah, I will have to wholeheartedly agree with that one too. Um, now, what's interesting, you were saying that, you know, for the whole month of April, you were advertising one of your offerings, I guess, and you're now seeing it a month later, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, it seems like people need to get comfortable with everything. And it is really about just being relevant and staying in people's faces. And there's been a lot of back and forth discussion about, you know, whether or not people should be marketing themselves in a time where, you know, you can't really do anything and you can't have events. And so many people in our industry right now are suffering, right? Like, even though you might, depending on how your business is structured, some people are on unemployment, you know, some people are already losing exorbitant amount of money on like commercial leases and that kind of stuff because you have no income coming in. And I know it's very different everywhere. Like I'm in Canada, my situation is very different for people in the US and people around the world. Um, but it just seems like there is a fine line between how to market yourself, how you did before and how you market yourself now is just very different. So was your approach more, or what it sounds like, is like, here's something fun for you to do while you guys are at home by doing the trivia games and all that, and then subtly having them understand that this is a product that you offer. A good friend of both you and I, Miss Marilee Kimball, uh, out of uh, the great state of Washington, um, said something to me a couple of weeks ago that has stuck with me for a while. This is not a time for doing, this is a time for being. And that goes for your personal life, that goes for your business life, 
Um, and for a lot of things, because this is a moment in the world's history that is absolutely unprecedented. It is not like any day that you've had before. And so this is 100% a time to just kind of live and live as best as you can. This is also one of those times where you have to sit back and just say, like, this isn't just me. You know, you and I have talked about this. Mental health in this time and age right now is so important because it feels like it's just your business and it's not just your business. And then we talk to our peers and it's like, oh, it's, it's just photo booths. How are we going to recover? It's like, you have to remember it's beyond that. It's the entire event world. And then the event world, which right now is just feeding on itself going like, oh, we're in the event world. We're suffering. Like you guys don't understand. Um, the event world also needs to understand it's the world. Like this is happening to everybody all over the place, uh, you know, for it. So the reason why I say the mental capacity to just have compassion for yourself is so important because I've seen a lot of, and again, my opinion, this is my opinion of my own. I've seen a lot of people try to keep relevant by posting and posting and posting and posting every, not only every day, but it almost seems like every hour uh, for that to regards of events that they've done and they've seen and so forth. Uh, and I am one that likes to believe that it's a little bit more relevant right now to just honor the moment rather than trying to ignore it or trying to convince yourself that, you know, times were better and we look, you know, forward to getting back to those better times. We all obviously look forward to getting back to those better times. No one wants to sit at home 24 hours a day, um, having that wonderful argument with their significant other going, why are you doing it that way? That's just all gonna, you know, lead to bad things. But, you know, to that end, um, that's what we chose to do. We're, we're honoring the moment. We're not sulking in it. We're not um, trying to ignore it. And we're just saying like, hey, this sucks. I'm kind of tired of Netflix. Anybody want to play some trivia? We're giving away a prize. And it leads to a product because we're also not trying to bang anybody's head over it because we don't know who is or isn't doing things, but we're also honoring the relationships that we have, all these wonderful Zoom calls uh, that we're doing, all of these uh, networking meetings that are now online and so forth, of which structures need to be made. And that's the great part about some of these experiences that we can perform is that it helps in the structure, it helps in the relationships, and it helps to join in some camaraderie in this thing that we're all feeling, you know, caterers, people who do meeting planning, other uh, suppliers like, you know, AV and magicians and so forth, you know, everyone's going through it. So why not try to help them understand what you're able to offer, but do it in a, such a way where it makes it fun for that precious time that we all should be being and not feel like we're doing. I like that. I mean, you know that I believe in that as well. And we've released a couple of products too that were completely free. And really it was something we just wanted to learn as a company. And we were able to release these uh, for free for everyone to use. And then again, it, similar situation, it came back to us about a month later where someone actually wanted to pay us to do this. And we're like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot what this was like. Yeah. Pay payment. No way. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, there's so much back and forth between people saying like, yes, people are spending more time on social media, but I know for myself, I think I've muted half the people on Facebook because I can't take all the conspiracy theories and people complaining and all this. It's like, I'm left with like five people who just post memes all day long. Uh, but you know, Instagram is still, uh, an area that people are checking a lot. So it's kind of like, do you take advantage of the fact that people are on there or do you like, you know, just be, <laughs> you know, and go with it. Being, being is important. I will say though, guerrilla marketing through social media right now with all your contacts is super effective because nobody has anything else to do. So everybody's on social media. The second that I post something to social media these days, be it one of our new digital offerings, be it one of the pivots that we, you know, may or may not have uh, tried to go through, I get responses right away. So in this moment, you are never going to get the kind of ROI from posting things to, to your feed ever again. Like right now is when everybody is just an absolute captive audience and so forth. So it really helps to post it out there and make it good. You know, don't just like, hey, you know, don't ask, don't beg, don't, you know, make it a crowdfund kind of situation. Make it something good and make it something relevant that people want to be involved in. But right now, oh man, the second I post something to a Facebook feed or or our Instagram, whew, just emails right away. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Love it. It's the best. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> agree more with that. Um, I mean, I yeah, it's it's true. You have so much attention of people and people that, you know, probably have never interacted with before and who have sat back and who I honestly knew were following me, but wondered if they even knew I existed. And then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, I saw you post to this. I'm like, oh, you do know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, Z's. talking for a while and you're like, how do I get this person's attention? Like, I thought they hated me. What's happened? Oh my God. Well, I mean, I didn't think that so much, but they were. No, just... I'm, no I'm talking from my own experience. Oh, I had one of those gotcha. like a week and a half ago. And now we're talking about potentially doing something for like a 5,000 person digital, you know, interaction online nice. where it's like, I thought, I thought they just weren't impressed last time that we worked together. But, you know, mm -hmm. now they're, you know, they have us in there for a solution. Uh, you know, for it. The other thing too is is patience because your contacts don't know what's going on. So I would say the interesting part right now in this moment in time is that the technology that has always been there um, is ahead of the game for social connection. Things like this, you know, while you and I are in separate countries, so obviously we would be doing this via video conference anyway. Mm -hmm this is normal life right now for everybody else where everyone's doing a video conference. This is a thing that now, luckily for us moving forward, hopefully starts becoming the new norm for presentations as opposed to just an actual phone call with a client who's an agency who can't visualize what you're talking about where you can just pull it up online uh, you know, for that. So our industry who has always been very technological is kind of ahead of the game. I think we all kind of ramped up rather quickly, almost weeks ahead of our clients and our contacts saying like, okay, I think we need something, but I don't know what, where we were ahead of time going, hey, we got some stuff. They're like, good, we're putting together packets. We need this, you know, for that. So patience is obviously a little key right now because even, you know, so like you and I have talked about it, things are only really starting to roll just now for you and me. Uh, for what's going on, you know, for that. So patience has definitely had to play a little part while things kind of reset 
a little bit uh, for it. All right. So let's go into some speculation here. Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So we've been in this, I mean, we've been in lockdown here since March 13th. Yes. We're officially two months. Yeah, two months to the day here. Uh, And we're still in lockdown. So we're starting to open up into the, we can do curbside pickup, uh, but we still can't have events, nothing like that. So for us, everything's still very much virtual and it doesn't look like anything's happening here in, in Ontario, at least for us until maybe August, maybe August, maybe the fall. Now I'm thinking that for Canada, we might see a little bit of an increase of events in the fall, smaller events, definitely, um, like you were saying, 50 people or less, but then what constitutes those 50 people and how are we going to maneuver around that? But, you know, there's a whole talk of the second wave and whether or not that's going to happen or does this mysteriously disappear in the summertime and then we're just great. You know, we're seeing what's happening around the world. What do you think is going to happen for the fall? And what do you think about the second wave? (laughs) I've got, I've got, I've got three thoughts on this, uh, three theories, because um, and, and let me, you know, cause I'm, I'm a big believer in evidence, uh, and, and science. So let me preface this by saying, these are all my absolutely uneducated, uninformed. I didn't like read a headline someplace. So I have this topic, you know, in my own mind, but I've got three thoughts. Um, I've got the theoretical thought if we were hopefully dealing with a pandemic, the right and proper way, which is as we move into fall, you're going to see a lot of social events doing 50 persons max kind of situation. The hotels and the caterers are going to be moving towards doing more with less, meaning uh, let's say of a group of 100 guests, you would normally have, I believe it's like about 25 or so, probably not. Don't don't quote me on that. I don't have my... uh, my catering source uh, degrees or anything like that for it. But let's say, you know, they had 20 servers there to serve as 100 people. They might have to do 10 just to kind of keep the numbers down. You know, buffet style. Down. Why even yeah. have any? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just buffet. Um, you know, but to that end, you're, you're going to see some kind of change mm-hmm. overall. It's going to be slow and subtle and steady. Um, I think that towards the end of the year, when things do start to ramp up, you're going to see more of your holiday parties come back. Uh, and as of right now, I would guess, uh, in is my pessimistic view, corporate events are going to, big corporate conferences and so forth, are going to start to come back in 2021. That's what I would guesstimated say. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the pessimistic view. Uh, my optimistic view is that you do start to see a lot of corporate events come back as well, but they're going to also do the 50, 90, 100 person VIPs as opposed to their normal, uh, you know, 500, 600, certainly not the 3,000, you know, person uh, events and so forth to that end. Uh, cities like here in South Florida will start to do okay. Uh, based upon that, because the budgets are there. They are going to look at it in a sense of like, how much is that per person that we're spending? So we as certain suppliers might get to, you know, do more budgets with a 50 person event, which is nice. 
Mm-hmm. You're missing out on what would have been a 3000 person event, of course, but you know, you, you got something coming in and then, you know, other cities like let's say Orlando, which is one of our territories they're you know, they're, they're not going to see like their normal, you know, big stuff come on through uh, as well. Again, cities like Atlanta, cities like Chicago, same thing uh, for that. Now, here's my absolutely cynical idea about what will actually happen. And uh, this is uh, cynically optimistic uh, for what it is. <laughs> All right. um, my cynical idea is everything's going to start to ramp up a lot faster than you think. Okay. And a lot of companies are just going to express their freedom uh, to do what they want. They're going to go back to social events uh, in larger numbers, uh, quicker than you think, uh, because everybody feels the same way on stuff. And I've always felt that social events are a great example of life out in the real world. And for those of us that do photo booths, I'll explain very simply. When you shut down for an event, meaning when the clock is ticking down and you know you got a line and you either tell somebody they're the last ones or one of your attendant goes to the end of the line to let everybody know, that's it. That's all we can have, folks. We have to shut down at X and X time, et cetera. We're sorry, but thank you so much you know, for having us. And so forth. Well, inevitably, what does someone say? Someone says, oh, one more picture. One more picture. We just <laughs> oh, yeah. need one more. No, no. The, the best is when you're already torn down all your equipment and they're like, are you done oh, for the night? <laughs> 100%. No, no. But, let me just build this up again for you. <laughs> but what happens when you do let one more person go and you just kind of like. Another one. It's another one yeah. and another one. And as of right now, as of this moment, even in our stringent three county area, uh, here in South Florida, restaurants are supposed to be at 25% capacity. People are already reporting they are 50% capacity. It's the first freaking week of them doing it. So we're all feeling cooped up. We're all tired of our families. We can love them as much as we want uh, for what it is. We have all, you know, lived through our own episode of Chopped, making whatever we can in whatever's left in the fridge. I did, uh, not. So I did not learn to cook. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. My Passover was very interesting, making a lot of different versions of matzo pizza. Um, but, you know, people are like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not like the meals you had at home were bad. You just want to go out and eat. You know, you just yeah. want to have an experience. And my cynical view is that this is going to start to snowball. Now, I'm not condoning it. I absolutely don't want to see the second wave. My father is uh, 89. I want him to be with me and the family longer uh, than what it is. I want all my staff members to be exposed to as little, if nothing, as possible moving Mm -hmm. forward. But the realistic idea of how I've always experienced people and how they want to experience life and be social and get together, the need to get together to talk, to speak on sales, to build one's business, and so forth, especially as all businesses are currently taking a downturn right now, all businesses are going to get to an upturn very quickly, very fast. And that's probably my current favorite theory for what it is. Um, so you're saying lots I, of events. <laughs> I'm saying like, you know, you, you know, the, the staff members that you did have going into Q1, however many people they were, 
potentially you could need 25% more of that starting into October and, you know, November, December of this year, and certainly moving forward uh, beyond that. Um, say what you will about the protesters on Capitol Hills holding uh, assault rifles and so forth, excuse me, <laughs> semi-automatic rifles for my, for my government owners and Second Amendment rights uh, carriers. Um, that, that is certainly an outlier way of going about things here in America, as we have so many. But, you know, it's, it's, it's on a sliding scale. We're all, you know, feeling like we all want to get out. We all want to get back together. We all miss one another, you know, greatly uh, and so forth. And we all want to do it. And it's going to translate very quickly into this. And that's, that's my, that's my take on it. That's my hot take. I don't, you know, you can disagree. I, I, <laughs> no, wanna, I, mean, I want to hear other opinions from other people. You know, I, all the way through, but that's it. that's my wild one. That's and and I've only got one friend that agrees <laughs> for it, and he and I are putting down money. We're like, we bet we're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with you in Florida and some other states in the U.S. You could just say America as a Canadian. You could just say America. It's totally fine. You no, know, it's totally whole, fine. Well, no, excluding California, they seem to be a little bit different sometimes. But um, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely see that happening. I know here in Canada, it's definitely different. We were very strict regulation. I mean, we have neighbors, our neighborhood watch is like, there's three kids at the park right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they take pictures and post them. Is this your child? This is your child. Um, yeah. I, but, but let me, let me say this. Like, I don't, I also don't believe in like, you know, blanket statements. Um, unfortunately, social media has bred into us this ability to be very black and white about the world. You know, this very like one-sidedness about all of it that you know we all know the world's a gray area and going back to what i said like the hotels are going to set the precedent for what they're allowing mm -hmm. and how they're allowing it so we don't know you know some of them i i have a quote out right now for something in the first week of august for like a 500 person event and and the corporate planners are like they say it's happening so <laughs> we'll see and then you know same things you know going on for one major event coming up in like late september early october where they're like, well, you know, they can't have a 700 person one, but they're thinking about 450, 500. Still a ton of people, so you know, many. for what's going on with it. But a lot of it's going to depend on the hotels. Like a lot of it's going to depend upon what they allow as far as how they're going to serve people, how they're going to let vendors in. You know, are yeah. we going to have one of those little thermal scanners checking us for fevers at the Probably. loading dock, you know, as we come in? Right. And then Do like, you have to wear is masks? that even real? Yeah. You know, are you like, going to wear a mask? Are you going to wear a branded mask? Like what kind of mask are you going to do, you know, for it? Yeah. And see that end. But like, you know, are those, are those thermal scanners, you know, even relevant? What about me here in South Florida where my staff and I are just sweating in the loading dock and I'm clearly hotter than I should be. And you're not going to let me in, you know, based upon it. You're like, you know, give me five that. minutes and a glass of cold water. Yeah. And a glass of cold water. And then I'll go from that, you know, for it, for sure. And then how do you even know if that's, that's working? 50% of people who have contracted COVID-19 or asymptomatic. Yep. You could just not have a fever. You don't know, you know, for what it is. So take everyone's theory with a grain of salt, absolutely including mine, because mine is definitely an outlier one for sure, uh, you know, with it. But the thing right now is um, the world is changing like almost like at an hourly basis for oh, yeah. what's going on uh, for it. So it helps to keep an open mind. It helps to be smart about everything because obviously you know, we want to be doing this for a while. Um, Kat, you and I are both photographers at heart, uh, you know, going back on this thing. And certainly when we do photo booths, 
out in the world, we see like people who either we knew or we knew used to do photography. And it's like, ah, I don't, I don't do any kind of photography anymore. You know, and I, I, know, I know that you have the same feeling as I, like, I don't want to go out that way. Like whatever way they went out, that's not what, you know, what's going to take me out. And I don't want this to be the thing that took me out, you know? Yep. So not only in a business sense, like certainly in a health sense, I don't want this to be the way that, you know, I'm just like, oh, I couldn't do it anymore because, uh, you know, we weren't smart for how it was. We definitely want to treat every day as a smart venture into what we do. But everything about it is telling us to be just a little more optimistic and to keep on with your strengths and to keep on with your tools and to do some pivots if you have to. Certainly we have, you know, here in-house uh, for it, but don't start to lose hope too much. Don't go, you know, the MLM hey girl route, you know, just yet. <laughs> Start selling folks, you know, milkshakes to to keep them healthy. Essential uh, for, oils are going to save the world. Essential oils and things to detoxify. Your liver detoxify you kids. Look that up. Uh, you it's, know, we could probably all biology. use that right now. <laughs> <laughs> we probably could. We probably could. So, uh, just, when you start doing Instacart for just total wine and more, that's when you have to start to worry. See, I wish we could do that here in Canada. <laughs> oh. It takes like six weeks to get alcohol delivered from our liquor store. But here. the government owns your weed, so that's cool, I guess. That Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, they they made that an essential service. So I just yeah. need to segue at the fact that like I'm super jealous right now of your camera because the sun is setting and I am really Oh, hot. but it's a nice highlight. That's like Rembrandt lighting on you. I got yeah. like two beaming LED panels on me right now here in my office. I'm like trying to adjust <laughs> myself so my camera can actually like <laughs> figure out what's going on and I'm baking. So, you know, there's that too. But um, some positivity, uh, yeah. I guess, on your theory. I was reading an article about how in China, they just successfully executed a 62,000 person auto show. Now the countdown begins to see what's going to happen. That's a lot right. of people. It's right? a lot of people. This it was uh, people. two or three days ago that I read about this. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I, I didn't get so deep into the article to see like what kind of precautions they took and, and that kind of stuff. But obviously, you know, we're thinking about going out and doing events and we're, I mean, I still have stuff on the books for the fall, knock on wood. Um, let's talk about uh, what we're going to be doing with our staff. Cause obviously as employers, right. We're sending our staff out to a pandemic ridden zone. Yeah. Pandemic know? ridden world. Like what are you doing <laughs> uh, for what it is? People walking around with, you know, who knows what kind of regard they're going to have, you know, especially like are we all going to have to wear masks if you're at a wedding? Like, do you really want to have all your guests wearing masks? Like, is that really going to happen? You know? So I keep saying to everyone, it's like the only thing you can control is yourself, right? You have full control over what you do. You can't control what other people do. Um, so I know for us, like we are preparing to have our staff wear masks. And we talked about this the other day. Like, is mm -hmm. it like just normal N95 masks, non-surgical masks? Do we get branded masks? Like, how do we make people look approachable? You know, we even joked about the goofy ones. You yeah. know, that's is an option. You know, for what it is. Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you asked this one because, man, I, I had so many shower thoughts on that particular topic today. Because um, I too read an article, and I promise I read the whole thing. Uh, it was a New York Times editorial article on the possibility of getting back to work, but also beating COVID nineteen in its weakest part, which is exposure, mm -hmm. and. Uh, not only exposure, but but finding out if you've been exposed, and uh, if with 
which you do know uh, by either testing or just giving it a lead time uh, for what it is. And the theory basically goes, you know between two to 14 days if you have symptoms. If you have symptoms. Again, let's address the fact that people are asymptomatic. We'll get to that yep. in a second. The theory was in a real life kind of situation, especially as you get back to a place where maybe things are a little slower, but you want to keep employing everybody. And you want to keep employing everybody because you know that in almost every state, unemployment is going to start running out. They're, they're, they're going to want to take people off unemployment, ASAP, or reemployment as they call it in our state. Um, to that end, yeah, Florida. Um, Florida is... Here's, <laughs> That's all you have to say, Florida, at the end of anything. Florida is the Tampa of the United States, which is a double Florida joke, by the way. Yeah, um, I've been in I Tampa. It. I get you it. Know, <laughs> if, if, if nothing else, we've had the most beautiful weather during this entire pandemic. Um, so the theory goes uh, that you have people work for, you know, like one to two weeks max, mm -hmm. and then they're like off and or on part-time or remote working for another two weeks. So two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off, et cetera. And you do it in shifts or groups, et cetera. But it's always mm -hmm. the same group. You don't switch the groups. It's not like, you know, one person can only work, you know, these two weeks and then they'll go into the group because obviously that's how exposure yep. happens, uh, you know, for what it is. So taking that into account in that theory, I was thinking about that for the sake of our staff members. Now, I run a pretty small ship here full time. It's actually just the four of us between myself, my business partner, and my sales associate, uh, Julianda, uh, who does, you know, all my VP of sales, and then Sean, who's operations and warehousing, uh, and he's lead. But I have 20 other employees to call upon. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't guarantee that I'm going to put all of them to work right away. Uh, in fact, I would probably like put four of them to work right away if they all just wanted to work back to back to back. Now, you can't control what other events they're going to, what other jobs they have, because obviously this is all part-time work for most of us that we're giving our staff members. Mm -hmm. But taking that theory into account, potentially what you could do is, okay, these staff members are team A and they are able to work events this week to this week and so forth. And then these staff members are team B and they were able to work, you know, this week to next week, so, you know, split it up by the month, however you want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, because I can almost guarantee unless they're working in a fast food joint, there is no other job that your staff member has. It's going to be exposing them to as many people as possible. Yep. So to keep them working, to keep your business going, but to also keep them safe is potentially a way of doing so where you maybe just start splitting them up into teams and time sections and so forth. Or, you know, you got a Monday through Wednesday crew and you got a Thursday through Sunday crew, et cetera. And you just do it that way uh, for it overall. But that is one theory. Um, we've laid out our current COVID-19 operational plans uh, for the rest of 2020. And I did that because one of my corporate planners starting to uh, ask me about it. And uh, they're the one that was actually the August one, which is like, it's just blowing my mind that we need to operate a photo booth, uh, you know, within groups of a few hundred people. And it's the kind of photo booth where I can't just be like, yeah, you know, people can just do it themselves, you know, for what it is. Off the top of the head, blanket rule for 
this event and every event. We are no longer operating with props, either yes. of our own or client provided. If so, it needs to be entirely separate from the photo area. It needs to have their own staff member, you know, doing it, cleansing it, and so forth. And frankly, we just hope that people kind of take the idea that it's just being discouraged uh, from the whole sharing thing to and fro. Uh, secondly, all of our staff members will be operating with masks on during setup, during operation, during breakdown. We will not remove them for anyone, not for the planner, not for the guests, not for uh, the host of any kind uh, for it. That is a operational guideline for what we need to do. Mm -hmm. And third is if any kind of contamination is detected, if anything is operated uh, beyond you know, the scope of the health of not only our staff, but certainly the guests and so forth, because one person touching the screen is exposure to 50 more people potentially yep. for whatever might be going on. To that end, uh, none of that, you know, so, so we will stop what we're doing. We will shut down and re-clean everything right there on the spot just to make sure that everything is to and fro. Mm -hmm. um, now, this all sounds so crazy. This all sounds like, oh my God, like, why are you doing it? This Like, how are we living like this right now? And then I think back on all the times I've ever gotten food poisoning in my life. <laughs> and they've all because been- nobody events. forgets that. Nobody, nobody forgets that. <laughs> um, not, excuse me, 95% of all the times that I've ever gotten food poisoning, it was from food at events. And I'm not saying like, you know, it was back a house. Like it's just exposure to people. Uh, or kids, or, you know, hand grabbing, or whatever it is uh, for it. And don't we kind of want to come out of this a little cleaner? Like, don't we want to, yes. you know, get to a place where we learn all these lessons, and we start implementing them, and just kind of go a little further for that? I, you know, Kat, I don't know about you, like my team, the extension cord bag has with it all of the accoutrements that go along with what you would need. You know, we have the e-kit, which is the nicest way we call the emergency kit. That's like, you know, you got your tools, you got your band-aids and stuff like that yep. for it. Various like USB charger. So a staff member's phone, you know, is never dead. And battery packs. And I battery packs. Get, I better be able to get a hold of you at an event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Batteries, you know, yeah. so nothing as simple as like a remote control can ever go dead. Um, and then, you know, we've also always had like a Windex wipes kit and a Lysol wipe kit. Like it's there, you know, but it's not yeah. on the regular idea that like, oh, hey, Maybe we should be doing this like every five minutes, maybe. Um, yeah. Now it is, <laughs> you know, and now we're at that point um, for what's going on. But like, yeah, we're, we're going to do it. And, and but, you know, like, like you said, like, how do you stay approachable? How do you put on a mask and make it look like, come on in, you know, <laughs> come have fun, take a photo. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, my crazy. God. You guys look so cute. <laughs> It's so hard. Do another uh, one. Um, <laughs> or worse, a sorority squat now with masks. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's happening. That's the yeah. thing that happened. But, like, you know, like, the world is crazy. Like, um, I, you know, I was having a talk with Julianne today, like, over lunch. And it's like, of all the things that we do and all the things that we're being asked for, you know, in this new wild world and all the things that we're able to create, like, do you think we'll, do you think we'll be asked to make masks? at bar mitzvahs it's like you're crazy nobody wants that i'm like they're dazzled and stuff but but like well, even if you made them are they gonna wear them right there like don't you have to like disinfect them like you're touching them 
well, they're heated to 400 degrees. I think it's a pretty good disinfection oh, yeah, right you're there, right. <laughs> you know, for what's going on Maybe. Uh, to that end. But like, you know, again, it goes back to like, we don't know, like, yeah. we don't know what's going on right now, you know, for it. And, and you can make predictions and hopefully like whatever you say, like it becomes a solution, you know, for what's going on. But, you know, don't go that MLM route right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I say to anybody who's watching this, because there's a lot of things that you were already doing as a photo booth operator that is a solution moving forward. Um, if social distancing, at least from the perspective of a service person needs to be considered, you know, like guests can kind of like congregate on their own and get as close as they want to do on their freedoms. But you as a service person need to be like six feet away. There's solutions, you yeah. know, you can yell to people <laughs> to be adorable, you know, from a photo booth for what it is. You can put that camera a little further away from them and just crank up a flash. You can use a ring roamer. It's literally the same thing that we're all talking about. Like, oh my God, how am I going to take pictures without people being in a space or me being that far away? We literally all have the tools. And that's another thing that I've seen a lot of our friends and people that we know, like everyone's trying to reinvent things. It's like, what, why? You just, you have what you have already. Yeah. Like you have everything you need for what's going on, uh, you know, for it. So, you know, don't, don't start, don't start selling magic. I mean, shampoos. I'm not ever going to. Not you. I'm just, you know, again, whoever's <laughs> to the watching. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> to the listeners. Watchers and listeners. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. It's, it's hard to remember that, you know, our equipment can do more than one thing. Right. Yeah. And that everyone's all about the pivot, the pivot. But, you know, let's talk about one of the biggest pivots. Yeah. I, is it a pivot? But anyways, the hands-free booth, right? Sure. We've seen a couple of options out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the QR code where people need to sign up on an external website. They get a QR code and that's what triggers their photo booth and essentially emails their picture to them, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what your experience is with QR codes, but me trying to explain a QR code to even a planner, they're like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like QR codes are just not a thing here. So, you know, I, I think it's a really cool idea. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work. I'm going to try it, but I don't know if it's going to work. The, we've seen the Connect style hand motion booth, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think from further, I don't know if you've researched them, but I've heard they're an absolute nightmare in terms of functionality. Anytime that you're using a piece of technology, which is already no longer manufactured, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> That's because, a very good point. You know, like, it's like, there's a lot of that out there, you know, yeah. for like some of the graffiti walls are still made with pieces of technology that are just no longer manufactured. So God forbid you break it or lose it or whatever it might be, you know, to that end, like forget it. Um, you know, like you're screwed at an event. And these like hand-waving booths are being made with um, uh, with uh, Xbox Connects. Those haven't been made for like, what, almost three years now? I think at least two yes, or whatever no it is going on. Yeah. So not only is it kind of hard to get one, I mean, you'll, you'll find one on eBay, I'm sure, but like the camera certainly hasn't changed since no. the first Xbox was made. It's the same quality camera because they don't need anything good in that thing. No one you know, at, um, uh, no one at Microsoft said, you know, I bet the photo booth world would really like this too. We should pop an eight megapixel in that thing <laughs> one day and just, uh, really let them go to town, you know, and what they love they it. Need. They love yeah. webcams. Um, some things 
and you know me, Kat, like I love, I love technology. Like I love doing new things. I love pushing envelopes um, and so forth. But there has to be a practicality of whatever goes on. There has to be the ability for the guest to simply and easily understand it. Yes. And as people are now having to think about like their distance or who they're talking to or, you know, how many people they're involved with and so forth, to have them learn anything, you didn't do it back in January of this year. Why are you considering doing it now yeah. uh, for it? The best offerings that I've seen um, have been some where it's being implemented into the software uh, for a registration uh, through database on their phones uh, for them to be able to do and then to have their own private QR code to just activate the photo booth. And that's great, you know, for whatever it is. There's limitations to all this stuff mm -hmm. uh, for it. The, the technological limitation, the ability for people to do uh, and under, to understand what they're doing is the biggest hurdle all the way through. The second thing is you're limiting what the experience can be. Yes. We're all very much used to the idea that like, you can set a booth up these days for like a photo, you can do a boomerang, you can do a- You can do it all, however many backgrounds you want. Yeah, man, it's like, a, it's like a green screen and everything. And <clears throat> this is all superlative technology, but it's streamlining things so that everything can be efficient, everybody can stay a safe distance from one another, and so that nobody has to intermix more than they're comfortable with. But that means that you're kind of killing the ability to really expand on the fun for what might happen to it overall. And I think these pieces of technology are important. I think that any piece of digital alternative experiences that we're all producing right now in this moment is also important, not only for the moment, but as you move forward, even when we get back to a place where we're doing social events all the time, these are now tools in your box that you could be like, oh yeah, so you wanna do that big party, you know, for the breakout of that movie, you know, in LA? Cool, we gotcha. You know, oh, you also want everybody to have the same experience all across the nation in their homes. Cool. Also, gotcha. <laughs> we can you know, actually do that. We now. can actually add that. Yeah. yeah. And you could charge, you know, really good, honest money for it, for yeah. what it is. That's the thing, too. I'm not downing any of the QR code stuff. I'm just saying, like, you got to look at it from, like, you know, are you concerned with the safety and the health, you know, and well being of the guests and so forth? Mm -hmm. Are you still trying to sell the experience of what you're doing to folks? And in the grand scheme of this whole idea of, like, you know, folks, don't have to touch things overall uh, if they're gathering together in a picture nice and close like aren't we defeating the purpose entirely well, isn't I mean, that what's they're, happening they're at an event though right like you have they're well, at an event that's why <laughs> like, like the separation for me is like stay away from me right when i'm at an event i am here to service this event right not, not to be near people though right like stay away you guys can contaminate yourselves over there yeah, that's what but that's <laughs> but that's the other thing too. Like to that end, like couldn't you just say, you know, I'm just going to go back to the same way that I was doing it before. Like I'm just going to have the staff member there doing things and hosting people from a distance, from a safe distance, you yeah. know, from the guests overall, bringing them in, encouraging them, you know, et cetera, leading them to the printer station that's nicely ten feet away now, where they're going to be the only ones touching the prints and so forth being able to offer them different options to share or 
just having them shout out their phone number, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, or putting a placard with the QR code with the specific gallery that the event is being, you know, uploaded to. So they can just go to that, you know, that it's yeah. being uploaded to live and have them do it that way. Certain concessions do need to be made in this particular, yeah. you know, world for social sharing via digital devices. But like, you know, some things I feel right now are, they're beautiful pieces of technology, but I think the most rational way, they're being overthought. Like they're really just being like over-considered for what we're going to move to in a short and time. everyone's going to be so different, right? Like you, oh, you yeah. know, you can't just have, you know, like one photo booth that does one thing. You can't just have a photo taking photo booth, right? Because you can only sell that to a certain number of clients and everyone wants something different. Everyone wants a photo and a gift. Yeah. They want multiple photos or they want, you know, whatever it is. There's, there's no such thing as one product that's going to fit everything. And as more of these roll out, I'm interested to see what else is coming out because, you know, I, I, I like knowing them all. I think that there's going to be an application for each of them. And like you said, going forward, I don't think these virtual booths are going anywhere. I think this is just what caused all these companies to roll these out you know, finally, so that yeah. we can complement the actual real event. <laughs> quote two, two of these major companies, by the way, uh, ones that both you and I use, um, two of them, they had this technology like three years ago. I know. They just didn't see anybody actually like needing it, except for like, you know, special uh, circumstances where development costs would be built into it and so forth, yeah. you know, for it overall. And let me add this. Again, opinion time. I don't think these are going to take over. I do no. not think this is going to be like the way that it is when we go back to normal. Um, because you and I have been around long enough to know that like every cycle is, you know, it, it all comes back around. There's always a um, uh, sky is falling, the sky is falling. Uh, kind of situation uh, for it. Chicken Little, sorry. Oh. There's always a Chicken <laughs> Little situation, right? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, someone thinks like, oh my God, this is going to be the end of it. Like, you know, photo booths are chocolate fountains that should have gone away, you know, a long well, time the ago. The enclosed sorry. booth, right? It's it's coming, like it was coming yeah. back. Yeah, maybe. Well, it was coming back, actually. The classic one was coming back. Now, not yeah. so much, right? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, everything is its own cycle. But the cycle I always hear is like, oh, this is going to be the thing that kills it. I guarantee you it's not. I, it's, nope. I, I guarantee you 100% this is not going to be the thing that kills it. Because again, everybody's ignoring what we used to do back in January before that. Asking people to download an app is dumb and stupid yeah. and no one likes it. Asking people to use QR codes is tough and dumb and nobody likes it. Asking people to take their own photo is dumb and stupid and nobody likes it. By themselves. Then, <laughs> by themselves, you know. Now, some of the solutions are coming through where you're able to like put people together, but now you're putting it in the guest's hands. And we as professionals, like this yeah. is what we do. This is what we train for. This is what we spend like our days in R&D practicing like, exactly the focal length that you want to do for your glam booth or exactly the kind of pop art filter you want to apply to your particular style of product that you're creating, you know, for what's going on. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be like, oh my God, it's going to take over. It's like, no, look at it as a product. Like right now it's ingenious and it services everything. And I hope everybody who's listening to this is making a good, healthy amount of income while they're all getting through this. But like, I don't think come January 2021, 
everyone's going to be like, hmm, you know what I really want? My own photo booth in my pocket. That's what I want to do. Yep. No, I mean, some, don't. yeah, I don't, they don't. I don't think so either. They don't. And if you doubt me, if you're listening to this right now, if you doubt me, think about how badly you would dodge just to go to an olive garden right now, just to get out of your house. (laughs) They love going to the photo booth in the corner of the room because it's an experience. Everybody just wants to have an experience wherever they are. That's very true. And I think that's a great way to end this wonderful conversation we just had. On Olive Garden. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. So much information. We've actually been talking for uh, almost an hour, maybe more. Oh, good. That's crazy. Uh, so much good information here, though. And, you know, I think we could keep going, but um, I think there's a lot to digest here. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you can never play too much, right? You can never, you'll never be able to play with virtual booths and touchless booths. And like, there's no better time to learn than right now. Right. And I think everyone's been saying this, like, Oh, work on your business and whatever, take your time, but yeah, try this stuff out. You never know when you're going to need it, you know? And, uh, I think really for, for everyone, it's just a matter of you do you, right. You try and figure out what works for you. Take all the suggestions you can and what's working for everyone else, but everyone's different. And, you know, here's hoping that we can all get to events safely sooner than later, (laughs) but we're watching you, Florida. (laughs) We are. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Always in the news. Just always. Let's see what happens. Any last words? Uh, Again, stay away from MLM kids. You don't need to go there. (laughs) Just keep on trucking. Well, thanks so much, Mira. It was great having you on here and hopefully we'll have you back sooner than later and let us know how everything's going. Will do. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Mir for giving us so much information about the current state of events in Florida and how to stay relevant throughout this entire time. It's all about the hustle. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Photo Booth Podcast and you want more content like this, please consider subscribing. Similar to how we always want our clients to leave us reviews, I'd love it if you could do the same. Don't forget sharing is caring, so if you know someone who could benefit from hearing this, please pass it along and we will see you on the next episode.